Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Get Real podcast. So today we have Ryan Atkin, who, well, would, hi, would you like to introduce <laughs> yourself? <laughs> yeah, hi everyone. So my name's Ryan Atkin and I, my, my company, my business is Atkin Coaching. Um, I am a female transformation coach. I'm very much um, on the avenue of, of lifestyle coaching as well. So promoting a healthy lifestyle that's sustainable, you know, no quick fixes, um, something that you can enjoy uh, and something that I know over time through tried and tested gets the results as well. So that's what it's about for me is getting my clients from A to B and B is the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. And on that journey between A to B, you never really see that in like a photo or, you know, a, a feedback, um, a piece of feedback. But I want to make that journey between the A and the B like the most enjoyable possible. So at the end of it, yeah, you, you know, you say it weren't a struggle, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's all anyone can really ever ask for, like from a coach, is to not only get the results, but to do it in a sustainable, enjoyable way. And I think to make things like the funnest way possible is going to be the best way to get the results. Yeah, you need to enjoy the process. Like mm, Exactly. So yeah. you said that you train females. So um, what are their main goals? So do you mainly help with weight loss or muscle gain? What kind of things? Um, I've worked with over the years, I've worked with a variety from, you know, muscle building to fat loss. Probably say 85% of the people in my community, which I know we'll talk about shortly, um, is fat loss focused. So, um, yeah, fat loss has been the main focus and um some people just join just to improve the habits to learn more about nutrition i'd say nutrition as a coach it's something that is definitely a strong point of mine um and i've actually got someone on board within the team now who's you know designing new creative recipes because as much as meal plans i don't actually think work long term i think you should you know educate a client on tracking their own calories so that you can go about your day and factor in any foods that you want essentially within reason um I do think an update of recipes is quite fresh for people and it's quite nice to have that inspiration to, to go from. So I've got someone on board doing that as well. So yeah, female fat loss is generally the majority of my work, although I do have a few clients focusing on building muscle too. So why did you choose to focus on like helping women rather than just like both or men? Or It's a, it's a question I get asked quite a bit, to be honest. And I think like, it started out, so when I first started my personal training journey, <clears throat> I, um, I started in a small studio um, on one, with one-to-one clients. <clears throat> and um, basically the first person I trained was um, my partner's sister. And that was free, you know, just to get some experience. I'd just qualified. I'd just done my, I think it was, I mean, these mean nothing now, but like the, the women's, was it weight loss, NASM or something? I'd done that. And that kind of pushed me that way a little bit. But I was like, right, I'm going to train her sister, see what we can do. We actually done really well, got some good results in. And then that kind of led to someone messaging me. That was my first paid client then. And that was a female, which then led to two more and three more and four more and five more, six more and so on. I have trained guys in the past um, as well. There were some guys along the way. My results tended to come with females. Females are great. They're strong. Do you know what I mean? You you just crack on and um I think like the results I've had with females speak for themselves and it's something that's just progressed over time and um yeah it's kind of gone to where we're at today with over 100 female clients in a community um all chasing the, their own goals and stuff so yeah it's, it's just been a knock-on effect really and it's kind of I kind of got pushed that way and I just said look I'm just going to niche out into you know learning more about um, I want to say female training but the training I would probably program guys and females is fairly similar some tweaks um, but just to learn more about the female body as well and just how you know to get the best results of them amazing and so obviously you mentioned your community so do you want to tell us a little bit more about that yes yeah, so uh, results with Ryan is my community um, so we as it stands, we open on a three-monthly basis. It's really exclusive. Um, we basically, it's it's not, I don't want to say a selection process, but if I don't think, you know, 
I can help you or with the right fit. I'd rather recommend you to someone, you know, that I think is more suited. If it's a one-to-one PT in the gym, if you've never, you know, if you've never touched a weight, you've never, you don't know anything about like movement, you, you know, your, your knowledge is very um, minimal, then I would maybe suggest seeing a one-to-one PT. How, however, having said that with the training programs I provide, they all come with video demonstrations and things as well. So upon sign up to Results with Ryan, um, you get access to the private community, which is a big, big thing uh, for me. So that's where, you know, everything's, all my work's posted. So the the trackers, the the weekly check-ins, I do a weekly check-in live, um, the updates, the, the, we have guest speakers on board. We've had, um, who, who comes to mind, Holly B Fitness, you've probably seen her on TikTok, um, Victoria and Eve, we've had some great names on board who discuss hot topics. We have a meetup, obviously I'm based in Glasgow, so generally is here however i do have clients in england wales um different countries so obviously they're not going to be able to make the the monthly meetups but it's a big community all supportive all like-minded individuals we all push each other and we all help each other sharing our wins our losses as well as that you get the training program the nutrition program program and the check-in forms each week which i have a coach on board as well who delivers feedback on that so realistically you've got everything you need to get amazing results and you're part of something special that's growing and you've got the support of me and Rebecca the other coach we have a mindset coach on board as well and she's actually a psychologist so she's an expert so obviously (laughs) I can say you know um do this to improve your mood your your self-esteem things like that walking more meditating all these things that I recommend that I've done myself and I know they work but to go to a more in detail we've got her on board and she does monthly mindset sessions which is amazing and um, we've got another PT in the group who does weekly hit classes so you can see here like from when I first started one-to-one which was a session in the nutrition plan to, to where we are now it's it's the full package I want to deliver a full lifestyle coaching experience where you get everything you need some people do just need a training plan nutrition plan checking so that's fine and there are people in the community that that do just crack on with that but most in the community are very involved and do enjoy that side of things. Um, it's really engaged and I love it, to be honest, passionate about it. So it's all worth it. And it looks like your business is doing so well and hearing about how it's expanded from like one-to-one to like group coaching and stuff like that. Like, do you prefer <laughs> the group coaching or do you prefer kind of one-to-one? Because like, the group coaching, it's like less contact with them, isn't it? Good one because it's, Technically not, because how I, how I looked at this was when I was in the gym one-to-one, that client, all my clients came twice a week. So it was an hour session. They'd get two hours a week of my time <clears throat> and, you know, a WhatsApp at the start of the week to say, have a good week. And, you know, they'd get the nutrition plan. They'd get me if they needed anything. Generally, my one-to-one clients just cracked on and just came to my session. So really, they were getting two hours of my time. These are getting... I'd never say I'm a 24-hour coach, and I think anyone who says that is lying because you can't, you can't work 24 hours a day, but I'm very available. So we've got the group. You know, you're not just – the good thing about the group is oftentimes when clients post a question in the group, sometimes I've gone in to answer that question. Someone's already answered it. You know, they're supported by other clients on the journey. Maybe that client's a month ahead. Maybe they're a month behind and they're asking another client the question. So you've always got support and I find the group coaching works so much better because the client doesn't become like solely reliant on being, you know, not spoon fed, but like counting reps behind you and being so like reliant on that coach. Yes, I'm there. Yes, I'll answer questions. Yes, I'll give you everything you need, the check-ins, the accountability, the feedback, the weekly lives, everything in between. But you kind of, you know, go and and utilise this knowledge that I've given you and get the results and it's working because the results are coming in so um yeah it's it's comes with its other stresses you know um as the business has grown and stuff i think the, the problems have changed from what they were before or any slight issues or whatever you know um but that's all part of growing i think and and helping more people you are going to come across people with different goals and you know different aspirations and it's all a learning curve. So it's, yeah, it's been amazing though. I love it. I enjoy it. And um, 21 listening results with Ryan. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like, I definitely agree with what you said earlier about not spoon feeding your clients, because at the end of the day, 
um, you shouldn't really want your client to be have to rely on you and stick with you for their whole life. You want to be able to give them all the tools and the techniques that they're going to need to need to be able to do it by themselves. So and for I them think, to like understand why they're doing something exactly. Just, yeah, do this, do this. Yeah, whatever. Like I always like to explain, like one hundred percent. Why, like what what macros are? Why I'm telling you to have high yeah. protein? Like yeah. I don't want to just be like throwing like yeah stuff at them and saying just do this and then you'll get the results. They need to know why, and I think that's clearly something that you do with your clients, which is amazing. Yeah, I think a big. A big thing in the business that I do in, in Results with Ryan is <clears throat> the, so when clients check in on a Friday, so they've got between Friday and Sunday to check in, we give feedback via email, myself and Rebecca, the other coach, um, into their inbox on a Monday. So they're getting that personal feedback, <clears throat> but also on the Monday evening at half six, we have a, like a, a live within the Facebook and on the, the check-in forms, generally the last question is, do you have any questions for Monday's live? We all jump on a big live, I answer the questions and I get to explain it, you know, in, in real detail to everyone. And often, you know, if one person's been thinking a question and let's say there's 40 people on the live, you know, there's probably two or three others on that live that have gone, oh my God, I've been thinking the same. I've been wanting to ask that. So you're answering more than one person's question. Um, and generally it's just really interactive having those, those check-ins and, and group support and group check-ins because, you know, you see that other people are in the same boat as you. They're struggling with the same things. Whereas before when I've worked one-to-one, they don't know that because they don't see these other people and they start worrying about certain things. I'm like, you know, like it's fine to worry about these things, but there's, you're not alone. There's a lot of people also going through the same and they're like, oh, really? There's a lot. And you see that in group coaching. So it's amazing. Yeah, that's so nice. And I think in particular, so you said that most of your clients are gearing towards fat loss and weight loss. So for anyone listening who obviously it's the new year and quite a lot of people want to get into shape and they want to kind of focus on a goal, what would be your main tips and tricks for someone if they did want to go through a weight loss phase? Do you know what I'd say? And I've just literally posted this in my Facebook community. So you've got an exclusive. (laughs) So what I said was I was actually on um, a call and um, she was like, do you know what, right? I'm I'm not going to go all in right now for these next two weeks I'm just going to ease myself in because I end up burning myself out Mm. and what a lot of people do at this time of year they've just had Christmas they've probably eaten a bit more they probably drank a bit more if they drink um and you know routine's been off sleep's maybe been a bit different the sleeping pattern so you come into January you know you've got all this motivation and and you want to get going and you try everything you go right I'm gonna get my steps up I'm gonna you know, my nutrition, right, we're going to restrict my nutrition quite a bit because I've been eating a lot. We're going to train five times, even though they've only been training two or three before. We're going to do all this and this and this. And then by the end of January, this is probably why you see the gyms go quiet. They go, I can't do this. It's way too hard. Well, why not ease yourself in? Remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That would be my advice, to be honest, my best advice. People try and do too much at once when realistically if they just started tracking the calories, increased the movement a little bit, maybe, you know, got a healthy sleep routine and just kind of watched what they were eating. Um, you'd make good progress. You don't need to do too much. Start slowly and you'll get to next year and be in a completely different position. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I always say, like, pick one thing. Let's start with that because you can always add extra things in later on, especially when you start to kind of like your progress starts to slow down a little bit, you can then add in extra things. But if you throw the whole kitchen sink at it at once, like it's just not going to, it's just going to be overwhelming and then you're going to burn out and it's, it's just not going to be sustainable or enjoyable. Yeah. A lot of hundred percent. I've got my new clients, well, um, get an email today. You've submitted consultation forms this week for results with Ryan. And what I'm going to do is um, on Monday, do like an onboarding, you know, like a welcome Zoom and just let them know um, that, you know, to ease themselves in. It might seem like a lot at first having a training program, you know, having a nutrition plan, but just take your time. It's not a race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so along with that, um, like giving yourself too much at once, is there any other common mistakes that you kind of see a lot? Um, yeah. 
Um, oh, a common one is probably you. You'll know it as well. Is probably um, people. Someone who submitted a, con- a consultation form to me um, yesterday. It said on it that they did like three classes and they went for a run a week. And I personally believe for the best body shape changes. Your, your examples of that is sticking to might seem a bit boring to some people if they've been doing these classes that and I mean I used to run classes and you just you push people through it don't you you make them sweat they leave and that's you most classes there's no real structure to them you're just kind of getting people sweat on so there's no real chance for progression but when you focus on weights on resistance training progressive overload and just focus on the basics you know you don't have to go in and do 10 exercises why not go in and do four or five six exercises focus on getting stronger focus on lifting heavier over time or maybe it is adding a few more reps however you want to progress and then over time that volume will increase you're going to see the changes you want and it might seem boring doing that for you know six eight twelve whatever it is weeks um but that's how you see the best results definitely rather than the cardio and the classes yeah 100 percent. i've definitely had a few new clients that I've had welcome calls with recently and they kind of said right so what cardio are we doing and I said actually we're not doing any like we're literally not doing any at all we're going to focus on your weights we're going to get you stronger we're going to get you feeling more confident in the gym and yeah potentially in the future we might need to add a tiny bit of cardio in there but cardio doesn't equal fat loss and I think that's such such a big mistake that people make yeah I think I think like beginners I think they're well a lot of them are scared to kind of go into the weight section so they kind Mm. of just settle for cardio and think you know what I'm just going to do a class because there's someone telling me what to do or they're going to sit on a machine for an hour yeah but going going to the weight section like yes it's scary at first Mm. and I think as well like when like if you look back to when we were at school your PE classes were cardio like that's all we were ever taught no one at school ever taught us about lifting weights or the benefits of it or anything so I think especially with beginners and also in in particular with training women they they have all these misconceptions about weights are going to make me bulky and and actually it's going to make me bigger rather than get me leaner (laughs) and all of this kind of stuff and it it all comes from a point where I guess we were all slightly let down when we were younger and we were given um, the wrong information in terms of that actually weights are so beneficial to to not just getting the results you want but also to like warning off like osteoporosis and stuff as we get older like it's so beneficial yeah. to us yeah yeah to your health and I think yeah I think weights and resistance training in general is just should be prescribed because the benefits not just to you physically uh, but to you I mean I train now just just to feel better do you know what I mean yeah um to be honest I've, I've completely switched that focus from in the past I've maybe focused on really physical focus but now it's like I go in this morning I got back in after the holiday and I was just like god I feel so much better already your mood's elevated after 45 minutes to an hour you're in there you're done and then it's like wow I feel so much better and in actual fact it's it's less demanding I think on your body than cardio so like you know if you go for an hour run versus 45 minutes weights or an hour weights I actually think you know you preserve more energy and you're not as this is my opinion on it anyway you're not as actually you know your body's not as stressed afterwards yes you put it through, through stress on those exercises but cardio can take its toll especially if you're doing I mean I did hundreds um five k's consecutively before Christmas for charity oh. day day after day for 100 days my knees wow. were hammered do you know what I mean like hammered. That's yeah. brutal yeah Yeah. and like I had to of course up my calories and stuff for that but I think yeah females probably more so I would say should focus more on the resist both should focus on resistance training but what I've noted working with guys and females guys that I've worked with tended to do weights but in actual fact they needed a bit of cardio added to Mm. get the results they wanted females the opposite will come to me and they'll be like oh I do you know three classes and two runs a week and that's when I say I think you probably need to switch the focus to doing uh you know four or five weights and yeah you can do a cardio but I've actually just done the same as you Grace on the consultation form responses I've put cardio optional um, and one to two can be beneficial for your health but the fact that you're getting your steps up day to day you'll be moving more and you're training with resistance 
it's it's not required so I'm not prescribing it because I always get asked the same question where's yeah. the cardio I'm a fan I'm like if you want to do it do it but just be mindful it will dip into your energy for your sessions so exactly and I think also yeah. like so many people will then the most common one that I get as well is that my clients go okay so I say tell me about the sessions that you do do and if they do weights they say okay well I do a 20 minute run to begin with and then I do my weights and I said mm. if if you're going to do the run which is not necessary not like it's not necessary at all do it at the end of your session when you've got yeah. the leftover energy you can use that on cardio rather than doing it to begin with yeah definitely 100 percent, 100 it's a way to like burn extra calories and don't get me wrong after a run most people not everyone will agree with this but I I do feel better after a run it clears your head I think it's like moving meditation for me but I've learned to get to that point you know at first a run's horrible it it hurts Uh, so there are benefits to it and I know it's great for your heart and everything but I think in terms of progress and results and long term like weights is is the way to go especially if you want to build muscle like if you're doing so much cardio you know you need to obviously change your nutrition and you know it's just yeah 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 I don't know if like don't know what your goals are but um like I've had clients that have started with me and they've been doing like 12,000 steps a day or whatever yeah. and the goal is to build muscle and I've said to them believe it or not I'm going to take your steps back yeah so you're going to try and max at 8,000 and they're like oh my god what but yeah. that's that's just you know you need to conserve that energy for those sessions so you give your body that chance to build yeah and I think that's also what's so beneficial about having a coach is that they really look at what you need and they look at your goals and where you currently are and they can help you personalize what you need in order to get to where you want to be Mm. so so obviously in terms of getting a result um you've also said as well you really want to focus on the whole lifestyle of your clients so what are the best lifestyle changes that your clients can make in order to get to their results um in terms of lifestyle changes definitely your sleep one Uh get a good sleep routine which then factors in evening and morning routine so this is probably my main tip would be nail your evening routine you know if you're up late on your phone Uh watching netflix you know the classics you're probably gonna have a bad sleep i'm not saying it's a bad thing i also watch an hour at night but like if it starts getting to midnight and you know you're up at six i mean Uh Do you know what's funny? We were literally on the phone to each other at 2am last night. (laughs) This is why we're (laughs) laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about work stuff. And then then next thing we know, we looked at the phone and we were like, oh my gosh. We should probably go to bed now. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I know sometimes you you say these things and then you're like, oh my God, I've got some of these bad habits creeping up. I I say to my clients, like, how important sleep is in particular. And... I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I'd say that one, nail your evening routine because then mm. that makes your morning routine better because you've had a good sleep. And then, you know, yeah, definitely. what you do in the morning is up to you. Everyone's different. I've tried, honestly, everything myself. And I'll only recommend, well, I'll recommend the things that I know work and stuff. So for me, just getting up, getting that first glass of water in, getting out, getting a bit of fresh air. And then for me, it's training in the morning. I get my morning session done. I'll come back for breakfast. But I'll do a bit of work, then come back for breakfast. But that's what works for me. In the past, I've tried journaling. I've tried, you know, I am meditating at the minute, only five, ten minutes a day. I'm, this is new to me, so I'm building this in. Um, there's various different habits you can do. But I think in terms of lifestyle, nailing your evening and morning routine will help a hell of a lot. Kickstart your day and improve your sleep. And when your sleep's better, you're training. If you're building muscle, you're going to grow better, more optimally. Mm-hmm. Fat loss as well, you're not going to be as stressed. So you're going to, your body's going to be able to drop the body fat you want because your body's not in a state of stress. So there's so many benefits to having a good evening and morning routine. And it is hard. I know it's hard when your phone's like there and you know you want to be on it. For me, I put it on charge. I just put it in another room now. But, you know, even if it's away from the bed or whatever, that can really help. Mm-hmm. And actually saying to yourself, you know, they they can wait in the morning so Claudia can wait till the morning (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah that that's that's probably my main lifestyle tip I'd say yeah that's really good and I think especially with sleep something that I've been 
okay, apart from last night, <laughs> something that I've been saying to myself is that, you know what, even if I go to bed 10 minutes earlier, okay, next day I'll make it 20 minutes earlier, next day I'll make it 30 minutes earlier. All of those tiny things add up. You don't need to all of a sudden go, okay, I'm going to start going to bed three hours earlier to what I was doing before. Because realistically, yeah. that's just not going to happen. You're just going to lie there not being able to sleep. So I think it's, yeah, the small things. And then, like you said, I really like the fact that you said that nail the evening routine first and then focus on the morning because everyone has a thing about morning routines and, and morning mm. routines are super important, but they don't seem to think about the evening routine then impacting the morning. So I think that's really interesting. Do yeah. you have like what would be your typical evening and morning routine mine um let me think so I I could tell you my morning routine to a tea so let me think back to <laughs> a normal day for me which was way before Christmas now um because I've just been away so evening routine generally what I'll do is I will I'll probably have my dinner about six or seven. For me, it's more family time with, mm. with the little one. Um, I've just had a, a little boy six months ago. So for now, I'm trying to like, you know, focus my evenings on family time and being with him and stuff and being present and that. So I do watch an hour of Netflix or telly, but okay. it's not, you know, if it's nine o'clock, I am quite like, nah, it's not happening because then it's going to be 10 and I've got to, you know, we've got to wind down, maybe feed him. And then it's going to be 11 and then, you know, half 11 and it's like, nah. Whereas if it's like eight o'clock, I'll, we'll put Netflix on for an hour, chill out, whatever. Yeah, so do, do things you enjoy as well. It's not like you cannot do this. You cannot watch TV. Do these things that you enjoy that keep you human. You know, we're not all robots. Like, I mean, we're not all robots. So um, yeah. And morning routine is, I'm quite, quite strict on that. So I'll get up, my alarm goes off at six. I used to be like a half, four, five person, but when I was oh, one gosh. to one, but that's just not not me anymore. And I've realised that just don't work. So uh, you you go into bed early and it's just not not feasible. So yeah. um, for me, six o'clock alarm, do I always get up at my first alarm? I'm going to be honest, I don't always. <laughs> and I say, that, I say that you should, but generally between six and half past, I'll get up. Uh, I go downstairs, glass of water, let the dog out, and then I will go to the gym train I go into the steam room for 10 minutes after to chill just relax then I go into a cafe in the gym I do an hour so this morning was a lot longer and um, just with me being away and coming back to a lot of stuff and um, but generally an hour to two hours work then I'll go back have breakfast so I actually train fasted which is weird for a lot of people Um, I I actually think it's better probably to get some calories in so that you've got more energy but for me it just works for me getting out the door and I can come back um, chill with the little one you know get some lunch and so on and then I do some work in the afternoon um, as and when but yeah I think the morning routines kick starts your day and then um, just gives you you know that positive start you need oh and I've started meditating so I do meditate before I leave five I'm doing the headspace app at the minute five ten minutes mm -hmm. but it seems to be working but it's all Amazing. new to me so yeah I've tried this much. yeah I think meditating is definitely something that's really I think before it was very much almost look down on like oh you're some kind of like hippie person if you hippie, meditate yeah. and I'm so happy <laughs> now that it's becoming more socially acceptable because it is so beneficial for so many different things so yeah, yeah how are you finding that then like you're really finding it's helping yeah I feel like yeah I mean I'm getting used to it I think uh, I'm between five and ten minutes now but um there's a new like meditation that comes on that app every day and I just do it I actually get out the house and actually do it in my car before I go in the gym so if anyone's pulled up next to me at the gym and they just see me like <laughs> um but yeah so it just helps because there's no distractions then I do five ten minutes mm. just it takes your mind your mind does wander and I do start thinking you know about what I've got to do in the next hour with work and stuff but you know as he's in your ear saying bring yourself back to breath and then I feel a lot calmer so it's definitely working for me and then the training sessions are non-negotiable for me like I have to you know get that done because I used to in the past wait until the afternoon and I was getting stressed with work and then I was like my god like my training session's not as good I'm rushing it what am I doing yeah. whereas now it's like no focus on me first because when I prioritize myself I'm better at home, I'm better, you know, I'm better with my clients and everything else. So I think yeah. we need to, I think everyone should focus on themselves first and yeah. then, you know, look at your phone 
and and pick up when Claudia rings you and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, so do all that second once you've got yourself out of the way. Yeah. Um in the evenings, do you find it easy to switch off? Or are you someone who kind of finds it hard? Because I know there's a lot of people who if you're really busy, you kind of find it hard to just be like, right, work's done for the day, let's relax. Mm, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think as a PT, you'll know um it's it is hard and I've one thing I've always struggled with like I've always I'm I'm learning now I'm I'm getting better but I've always struggled with filling blank time with work so if I've got half an hour between lunch and going to you know um I don't know going to the shops or whatever that will be work whereas I'm trying to go you know what I'm actually better when I take periods of time off like while I've been on holiday just there, yes, I posted a few things about the Fat Loss Challenge and a few things about Results with Ryan. Very minimal, though. It actually allowed me to think of new things and, you know, the direction of the business and stuff. And I think I'm more creative when I do switch off more, but I am learning to, to get better at that. I have always struggled with the evenings and, you know, switching off and trying not to be on my phone and stuff. I've definitely got better though now and I kind of need to because at the end of the day, like I was reading, uh, Aunt Middle- I'm still reading it, Ant Middleton's book. Um, what's it called? Zero negative. I can't remember what it's called now, but and he talks about, and it's true, like your family is more important than anything. Do you know what I mean? It's more important than business. It's more important. Yeah. Yes, you need, you know, income to survive and put food on the table, but realistically, what you've always got is family so that for me is something that I've definitely you know not learned to prioritize but it's become a real forefront of my life now and I've realized why I'm doing things whereas before I was probably a little bit selfish you know like just cracking on and work 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 and doing this but now it's like you know I've got a reason for what I'm doing and and yes I'm passionate about what I do I love what I do but now it's got that added like spark I'm like you know this this needs to work because I've got a little one. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people feel guilty. <laughs> a lot of people feel guilty about like, you know, switching off and having that like relaxing time in the evening when actually like you need that. And also like mm. you deserve it. Like you're allowed, like, you yeah. know, no one's expected to work like 12 hours a day. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, you know, you kind of need that time. So no one should feel guilty about it. Yeah. So kind of you like need to sorry, I think you need to set boundaries as a PT. I think it depends how like in the past I've just been like replying to people at like you know 10, 11 at night. And like yeah. what do you your client will respect you more if they know actually, you know, after six o'clock, that's their time. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the time of the family, that's their, you know, 95% of clients will will should and will respect that. And respect the boundaries because I think you need to create those to give yourself time to switch off so you can give the clients more as well so yeah it's, it's important but it is difficult especially as a personal trainer I think yeah yeah definitely I think I don't think there's ever a point where I don't have a message on my phone from a client and it's so tempting mm. all the time like even one thing that I've been quite bad at and I've started to stop doing recently is in between my sets at the gym when I'd be having like a two three minute rest in between my workout I'd go on my phone and reply to clients and Mm -hmm. it's something that my coach actually said to me Grace you need to stop doing that because he was like this is your time you should just set aside this one hour a day that's completely focused on you because then like you said once you look after yourself you can then look after your clients 10 times better yeah it's funny you say that I've I've probably only stopped doing that like I've been doing this four years is it four years something like that four years now and you know probably the past few months I've only stopped doing that so it's um it's hard because it's tempting you know for me it might be messaging my PA and just saying like oh you know have you done this and Mm. over the past few months I've gone what am I doing this my training session just relax listen to music Mm. come with your session back and wait no one's so uh, something that's still to me, someone said, and I know it's quite bleak, but someone said, like, no one's going to die if you don't get back to them in, in personal training. Are they? Do you know what I mean? It, we're not doctors. Um, yeah. So people can wait and they'll, they'll respect that. Yeah. So in terms of switching off and kind of leading on from what we've been discussing. So 
I'm sure loads of your clients are kind of busy professionals who have to wake up at a certain time every day and their life is very much revolved and structured around their kind of like nine to five work because I have quite a few clients who are saying okay well I can't be that flexible because I've got this nine to five work and by the time or they say I don't want to wake up super early to go to the gym before work and by the time I get home I'm too tired to work out what would be your advice for those people oh do you want me to be like brutal um I've, I've had that I've had that you both yeah. yeah um I think people need to get their priorities right a lot of the time mm-hmm. and you know if you've signed up to to a coach you know you've invested like it baffles me sometimes when people don't crack on with what they've been given because I'm like you've invested your hard-earned money mm-hmm. in getting the result and yes there may be some dross in the industry that don't deliver on their end in terms of coaching but you know if you find a good coach you've done your research like you'll be getting everything you need to get the results like why are you wasting that money that's one thing that like fries my head um but priorities can change people have things going on in their life and I totally get that so you know like some you have to make some form of sacrifice somewhere and if that means getting up early to get more steps in and make your lunch then I think you need to do it if it means you know staying in bed till eight and you're leaving the house at half eight you're getting to work for nine that's fine but then don't be leaving work going you know yeah you might have had a stressful day you might be knackered you might be tired but again carve out that half an hour to an hour for you because I promise you at the end of this process you will feel so much better again it's about building habits people who have not done this for longer than you know three weeks haven't built the habit so they don't know what it feels like yet so it's Mm. those first few weeks are really crucial so I think as a coach it's important to stay on top of them make sure they check in and um you know be supportive and you know you've got to be understanding people have problems I'm I'm not like saying like you know ignore all the problems and stuff and time to crack on and be be like a militant man but you need to there has got to be some give somewhere and, and you've got to work with a client you know, it's a relationship, a coach and a client, and you need to have that understanding that, you know, I'll deliver my best to you, but you've got to give something back. Something's got to give. And I think the hardest clients, not the hardest, but now I've seen how hard it is. And I, I like single mums, right? And now I've seen with a child, and obviously Louise has got me and stuff as well there for support, but I've worked with a few single mums and I know how, like time wise like they'll be tight for time like that's hard because it's like saying we need to try and find like you know half an hour just carve that time out for you but it's hard because it's so unpredictable so it's yeah I'd say that's probably the most difficult client but it can be done because I've I've seen it be done um but those people who say I've not got time not got time or do you not want to make time that's the classic isn't it um, what challenges would you say you kind of have to face being a man training women? Because, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always, 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 and I think every PT should do this. Anyone who's not, you know, that's really bad. Um, any, like, transformation photo that I've ever got, um, I've never, you know, forced someone to do it or anything. I know yeah. some people are more self-conscious and it's not right, you know, but when people do sign up, I do in the initial check-in form say, look, there's going to be photos, you know, um, this is going to show your physical journey because at the end of the day, I, I'm not a weight loss coach. Yes, we'll monitor your weight, but I'd rather you focus on the way you feel, the way your physical changes show through your photos, your clothes fitting and everything else 100%. rather than the scale number. Because as yeah. a female, you'll know that can fluctuate a lot. Um, the scale whereas the physical changes don't lie yes there's times where you may be more bloated and stuff and you don't want to take a photo or whatever on those days but um, yeah I think just being like open and honest with females and saying look like it's a good idea to do it I can't make you do it um, but it's part of the journey and it allows me to monitor your progress better Um, and also when you know if we've got a result three months generally at first people can be quite you know, reluctant to do it, they do it, they're scared. And then, you know, I've got someone who actually I'm going to share today who's lost like four stone, her changes are amazing. 
And um, she's just grown in confidence now to the point where it's like, yeah, like I'm happy to just send these photos and she'll actually just send them. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And I think you always need to ask if you're ever to like share on social media a transformation. Photo. You yeah. have to ask. That is like, I'm pretty sure 99% of PT, well, 100% should be, but you should always ask. It's it's consent. You need that Definitely, written consent yeah. from, from someone. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's probably the main thing I'd answer to that. Yeah. Um, and in terms of, of course, so like you were saying um, towards the very beginning of the podcast. So, of course, there are certain uh, differences within training uh, men and women um, in terms of like the actual physical exercises. But obviously a massive, massive difference is obviously females having menstrual cycles. So um do you find that like your clients are like quite comfortable with like speaking about that with you because it can affect us like quite a lot in terms of training and and results mm. and things like that yeah and you know going back to the earlier question as well what's been a big thing on that is but I'd say yeah I've never had a client not really be open on that front mm. um I think it's important you know you you need to listen to your body you know you need to when you need to step back you know, when your training sessions maybe aren't going to be as as productive um, for different phases of the cycle. Um, but I think a big, going back to the other question, I think um, a big part of this, yes, the clients are open, but the actual group itself, the community results are buying because it's all females. There's a yeah. lot of them in there that are sharing, you know, oh, I'm struggling this week, it's my time of the month, blah, blah, blah. I'm feeling a little bit down. And, you know, most of the time people are like, enjoy that chocolate, do this, do that. And you know, people are beating me to the answers half the time because as a, as a guy, obviously, I don't go through that. I've read books and I've, I've studied it. Um, yeah. But having those females that are also, you know, you go through that. So you you have got a better understanding and everyone's different. So many females I've worked with are different. And I've worked with females that say, look, I, I don't get any cravings. I've worked with some that like, eat, you know, so much. Um, so everyone's different. I know that. But the group side of things has been massively beneficial in the understanding side of things as well and seeing you know how people go about the different um, phases and the cravings and different things that come with it so yeah I, I totally get it what would be if there are any male coaches listening who want to train females or who are training women what would be your advice to them oh um I think this would be general advice to to anyone I think yeah be patient be understanding you know as females you go through a lot more than than guys like with your bodies you know as we said the menstrual cycle and stuff so be understanding and don't expect you know every week to be the same um there's going to be different things that crop up but I just say you know I think it's the same for anything I'd be the same if I was training a guy as well you know understanding listen to the person you know don't just tell them what they should and shouldn't do what are they actually worried about what are they struggling with and, and take that and give them the best advice you can yeah definitely and I think that's one of the most key um things as a coach is you need to have empathy with your clients and you need to be understanding yeah. supportive respectful so yeah I do actually agree with you that what you how you should treat a female client isn't actually that much different to how you should have empathy for your male clients as well yeah I mean in terms of like training stuff I know we said earlier um training it, for me it would be very similar resistance I know you know I've been working with guys guys like to train the chest and stuff a bit mm. more so there'd be some differences and, yeah, and things like that but yeah from a training standpoint quite similar so yeah that's what I'd say just listen to the client and and make sure you know they know you've got the back but also as we said earlier, don't spoon feed them. They also need to learn because every client that works with me, I want them to where they sign up for three or six months at the end of that period. Some will stay on for longer. I want them to know exactly what they need to do to continue getting results. Yeah, amazing. Um, one massive thing that we spoke slightly about it before actually starting the podcast, um, mm. but in terms of weight loss and fat loss, one of the most important things is having the correct mindset towards it. Um, and mm -hmm. also I know emotional eating can kind of play into that quite a lot. Um, do you want to speak 
through some of that stuff, please? Yeah, so mindset's a, a big thing. And in fact, it's probably the most important thing. Definitely. <clears throat> if your mindset's not right, or you're not in the right headspace for it, you know, then you're probably not going to make the best progress. Everything needs to be aligned, you know, from your sleep to your mindset, to your water intake, to your movement, to your training, to your relationships, you know, to your friendships and lifestyle and all these things that all come into play. Um, mindset something I've read, you know, I've got books and books behind me here. Um, I've read a lot into self-help, personal development and mindset, but it's really important to have, you know, it's easy to have a positive mindset, but, you know, a, a driven, a strong mindset towards what you want to do and make sure at that time of your life, it's the right thing to do, whether it's signing up to to a coach um, or whatever, and, and make sure it is something that you can commit to and that you, your head's in the right place, realistically. Yeah. And how you go about that is, this, I mean, there's so many different techniques and and reading for me is a massive thing for my mindset. And the the meditating we said, I've also got a, you know, you mentioned emotional eating there, but um, yeah. I've got a mindset coach within the group who delivers a lot of information on this. We do the monthly mindset sessions. And um, yeah, so she's a psychologist and she she can go to that more expert level on that. And that's been a great addition to the team. But um, yeah, I think mindset is super important, you know, mega you've got your lifestyle your mindset your nutrition training accountability those sorts of things are, are really important on any coaching journey yeah definitely and if you or with your clients who do struggle with emotional eating what would be your first like port of call with them because I know that I've definitely had lots of uh, lots of clients who have um or who believe they do emotional eat and I think there's so many people across the world and listening who will at some point have had struggles with this so what would you kind of say to them uh, emotionally and so so it's a tough one it is a big it's a it's a minefield and I know everyone's different um we had some guests on who did a great talk march on um about the you know actually thinking about the you know pausing type of thing do you do you really want to eat that is there a reason I'm trying to look at the reason behind that it's 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 a what would you do I'm going to ask you this question (laughs) what would you what would you do I'm going to put this on you what would you do um I would probably like say to them like if you if for example it's kind of like going in the direction of like an eating disorder I definitely yeah refer them to a nutritionist or dietitian um a doctor someone who has a lot more knowledge than I do but yeah like you said like getting them to stop think about things um also starting to look at food in a different way or a different aspect so trying to kind of um, make them see like food as fuel and all of that kind of thing and how that can kind of like how food can really benefit them in that sense but also yeah like yeah, it's not really my area yeah, of expertise. I, I think the, yeah, I think the just acknowledging, you know, acknowledging this. And as you said, look at food a little bit differently. And mm. for me as a coach, if I do see, you know, someone's um, oh, what's the word, really putting pressure on themselves to, to look a certain way, it's trying to get mm. them to be like, no, but how do you feel? And, and why, you know, I've had clients in the past that have just wanted to be lean, 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 lean. It's like... Mm that's that's great but what's it for do you know what I mean are you do you actually feel good and you know if the answer is mm, I don't feel as good as I thought then you know we need to change that we need to get those calories up we need to get your energy up we need to get you feeling good um so yeah and I think as you said there identifying when it gets to a point where um it does maybe does look like an eating disorder or something um then it's referring them to the right person okay. and um we've we've got someone who can definitely help with that results with Ryan and as you said their nutritionist as well um a dietitian sorry um yeah it's it's knowing when to identify it I think and it's it's generally generally obvious if the clients are opening the check-ins and stuff where things are heading but I've not had it too much to be honest um generally I found a lot of clients that have come to me who's maybe had an eating disorder it's it's a lot of the time they say it's because in the past they've been given a plan that's super strict 
and they yeah. can't do anything and they've been told to track every single thing to announce like literally and it's developed this like obsession mm. so for me one thing I definitely like to do at Results Train is give them that flexibility and that freedom and do you know what you, you can eat what you want you really yeah. can and I think the results I've had with clients prove that you just need to be mindful of the calories I tend to give my clients a range so rather than going you need to hit 15 uh, 1560 calories it's okay, no, you need to hit between 15 and 1,700. You've got that range. You've got that flexibility. It's going to give you a bit more freedom. If you go over, so be it. You can always bring it back the next day or just accept that that's a day you've just eaten a little bit more Um, or you go under, vice versa. Same with protein. I tend to give my clients a protein target. And if they're, you know, 10 grams under or over, that's fine. Um, I don't set set my clients, which probably a lot of PTs do, Um, carbs and fat goals I don't do that I've never done that because I think it creates a lot of stress on the client to try and hit too many macros when realistically the main the results you will get will come from the calories and protein for me carbs and fats just make up the rest of the calories after protein have been filled in so some clients will work well off high carbs some clients will work well off high fat it's about finding that what works for you within your diet and we educate at Results with Ryan on how to track your calories. And if clients have got questions, you know, they can just call. I give them weekly calls and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I've rambled on a lot there, I know. <laughs> no, no, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's all the questions that we've got for you today. Thank you so, so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. It's been so insightful. So thank you so much. If anyone would like to find you where can they find you <laughs> uh, so it's at atkin coaching on instagram um and as i said my results ryan is i generally put it on instagram but it's the group is on facebook and stuff um so yeah at atkin coaching is my handle and thank you to you by the way and it's been good to see your your podcast grow and stuff since you've since you've started it so oh, thank, um, you. thank you and it was nice to meet you obviously down in Leicester weren't it was it Leicester yeah yeah it was yeah thank you so much thank you bye cheers